In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our reflection on this Sunday in the octave of Epiphany is very much a continuation of the reflection that our Lord was sharing with us at the Epiphany, the Feast of the Epiphany on Thursday night. So if you'll bear with me for just a few moments, especially for those who were not able to be there on Thursday, we're going to reflect a bit more on what our Lord was sharing with us about the Feast of Epiphany. And I hear the honking now, alert, we're alert, we're ready to receive. Our thoughts at the Epiphany, they were very much focused on the conversion of the Magi and what it was that had the effect that brought their souls to conversion. If we remember who the Magi were, the Magi were Gentiles from the East, they were rulers, very well studied in many, many things. Very well studied in most of the religions around the known world. They knew them well. And they were astrologers. Astrologers who studied greatly, paid great attention to the stars. In fact, their religion somewhat was circled around the stars. And they understood all of the prophecies in those known religions concerning the stars in the sky. They knew them all very well. They were of a religion, however, that was outside the religion of the Hebrew gods. This is not the god that they worshipped. Many of the fathers say that they were of the Zoroastrian faith. Okay? And God leads them to himself to see him. And how does he do it? Through something so very meaningful. So very meaningful to them as a part of their faith, as a part of their life practice and study. He leads them to himself by a star. And when they behold God in the face of Jesus Christ, listen to their response from our Gospel of St. Matthew in chapter 2 from Matins read this morning. When they saw God in Christ, they fell down. They fell down and they worshipped Him. They worshipped Him. These men experienced an epiphany, which is why we call that feast the epiphany. They experienced an epiphany, which means they experienced a manifestation of God, a revelation of God to them through the person of Jesus Christ. And I tell you, they saw not just with their physical eyes, they beheld with their being. They beheld with their soul, God himself in Jesus Christ. And so they worshiped him. And in that moment, from that experience, Everything, absolutely everything changed in them. From the change now wrought in the experience of their soul, their thoughts changed about everything. Even the religion, which they were so devoted to because of all of their past studies and all their past embrace of all the ideas that came from those studies. It led to their way of thinking, the way of crafting thoughts for them, and even their religion was transformed. And they truly converted within their souls. You know, the preface of Epiphany that you heard chanted on Thursday night, you'll hear chanted again this morning. It tells us the power and the effectiveness of an Epiphany. That, pre that preface says this. Jesus Christ, who in substance of our mortal flesh, in other words, like us, flesh, 
manifested forth his glory. How? Through that flesh. And then the preface tells us why he did so. That he might bring us out of darkness and into his own glorious light. The Magi, picture this and see that phrase. The Magi were full of thinking and information and they had taken in so much information and well studied which influenced and so crafted their beliefs and shaped their thoughts. But when they encountered God, when they saw Him, everything changed from within. They were transformed from within themselves. And from that change within came the transformation of their lives, their thoughts, their beliefs. And I shared with you that night the quote from St. Sophrony of Essex. In his writing, we shall see him as he is, who said, profound knowledge descends upon us, not as thought, but as state of spirit. Profound knowledge descends upon us, not as thought, but as change of spirit. This is what the Magi experienced. God in Christ was revealed to them, and something deep within them changed. Their minds were brought out of the darkness of not knowing. The darkness of error of thinking because of not knowing. And were brought into the glorious light of now knowing God. So everything changed for them. My friends, we are all in need of this daily and constant epiphany. Manifestation of God where he shows himself to us and we behold him and our souls are changed because there's still darkness in all of our thoughts. We're not perfect in our thinking. We're not perfect in our believing. We need to see him as he is. And this will perfect our faith because he is both the author, the beginner and the finisher of our faith. This is why St. Paul tells us in Romans 12, our epistle reading from this mass. Continuing in this epiphany thought, do not be conformed to this world. The patterns of thinking, the patterns of discerning, what we let into our systems and what we put out of us, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. And that word transformed, when St. Paul says be transformed, my friends, it is a radical word. It is a radical word. It is a word most akin to metamorphosis. In fact, that's where you get the word from if you look at the Greek word for transformed. It is as radical of a change as a caterpillar turns into something entirely different through that metamorphosis, a butterfly. It is that radical of a word, a radical of a change, like the transfiguration of Christ Jesus himself, who in one moment was seen just as flesh and blood, and in the next moment radiated with the glory of the kingdom of God and the glory of his divinity. That radical of a change is what St. Paul is talking about when he uses this word. And he says that our minds are to be transformed you must understand that the word mind that he uses is not brain. It is not brain that needs to be so transformed. The word is noose, soul, innermost being. 
that utilizes everything that comes in, that discerns everything that comes in, the very thing we must protect and preserve and keep in line with the mind of God himself. This is what we must be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And the only way that renewal happens is by seeing him, is by experiencing the Lord Jesus Christ and seeing him for who he is in all of his glory, but also in all of his incredible wisdom. Friends, we'll talk about it in a minute. He is wisdom. My friends, as good Western civilization people, a people wrought out of the Enlightenment, what, thank God, has many wonderful things, it also has some weaknesses. And as many Western civilization people, too often we fall into the unhealthy trap, the unhealthy follow, folly, of chasing studied information. Thinking that studied information and chasing after it is going to protect us, is going to give us comfort, is going to change our hearts and our minds and bring us peace and contentment. And I tell you today that something has to shift and change within us as Christians who are filled with Jesus Christ himself by the Holy Spirit. There's a word for us that I want to share with you here at the beginning of 2022 that, quite frankly, I believe is going to be the word of 2022. As I struggled greatly during Mass, and, or during Advent, and as Advent continued, that struggle increased with many different things that I was having to deal with, not only in myself, but various things in life. Something came very clear a night or two before the first Mass of Christmas, I'd hit kind of a low point in my struggles and, and feeling just very weak. And there was no place better that I could think to go but to come in here one night and sit for a while. There was no other place to go. And I was convinced and convicted while sitting here and even more so here at the beginning of this year with what our Lord shared with me about the struggles that I was having that it's for all of us and that the direction that our Lord offers us here at the beginning of this year is that this year we are being called as his people, as his kingdom of priests to a greater and deeper life of prayer. You didn't hear me say that you're not praying. I know you're praying. The calling is to a deeper and a greater life of prayer, to dedicate yourselves to the rhythm of the kingdom of God and the church, the liturgy and the sacraments, but to greatly increase and cultivate your life of prayer, your fellowship with God Almighty. But I'm compelled, right when I say that to you, I am compelled to share with you what true prayer is for the Christian, what it must become, what it must be, and is always intended to be for the Christian in God's mind. This idea of prayer and fellowship with prayer. The liturgical prayers of the services and the daily hours of prayer are the framework we must absolutely attend to because they help us to see God clearly. And when we pray those prayers, we most certainly pray His will. The liturgical prayers and all of the services and hours, they grant us, if you will, the setting of a table where fellowship can begin. Did you hear that? We must let the table be set, but then we must fellowship with God. 
That leads me to the words of St. Paul who shows us both what true prayer is and the result of it. Here is what he says prayer is like from 2 Corinthians in chapter 3. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image that we're seeing, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. That is, we are sitting before Christ our God. Why does he say seeing is in a mirror? Because to look upon Christ is to look upon your true self, my true self. My true self. And then by looking upon our true selves in our Lord Jesus Christ, we're transformed ever becoming like him, our most true self. St. Paul is describing an epiphany. He's describing an epiphany to be realized in prayer and fellowship with Christ. Looking upon him and knowing <clears throat> And by knowing him from that time of fellowship, having everything transformed, not here, within us first. Within us first. And from that, we see clearly as he sees all things clearly. And when we are with him, my friends, you can inquire. We can inquire of God. We can ask him questions. We can hear answers. We can put ourselves before him in that way as he shares himself with us. His mind, his wisdom on absolutely everything in life. And he shares himself with us as the answers. Because he is wisdom on all things in this life pertaining to everything we have to do with in faith, relationships, and all things. And there in prayer, Within the saving rhythm of Christ's church, our thoughts and beliefs can peacefully be changed and transformed. I'm telling you, I've had my mind changed so many times from God. And every time my mind has been changed when I'm truly listening to him, no matter how strong I was about something before, the change happens peacefully. Because I see him and I know him and I hear him and I know his love for me. He changes us in those ways. You see, And now with his wisdom, having obtained his wisdom and his mind, now I can discern with perfect filter, wondrous filter that he gives me all the circumstances that come at me, all the beliefs that come at me, all the information that comes my way because of that oneness with Christ. Again, I'm not saying that we don't currently pray. Our Lord is calling us to a deeper prayer fellowship with him. For these very reasons. This is why the collect prayer today is this that we offer to him. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to receive the prayers of thy church who call upon thee. And grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do. How? Through prayer, having obtained the mind of Christ and our inner self being transformed, we know what we ought to do. But then the prayer ends. And also from that may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same. 
Come with me, let's go together into this deeper life of prayer that we may know Christ together. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.